coming up. Real friendships, you should actually, like I said, both be on the same page equals, and this is not a forced thing. Like, if you got to force it, don't do it. Like, that's that's for family. Like, if you got to force a relationship or, <laughs> or being nice or being around people, like, that's not what friends are for. Okay, you, re you reserve that energy for family. Hello, sexy people. Welcome to the Karen Feeding of Tasha Caulfield, a weekly podcast, or sometimes bi-weekly, because I don't need that type of pressure in my life podcast, where I, Tasha Caulfield, writer, comedian, and recovering pretty mess, get way too personal when discussing all the ways we can work at being less of a hot mess. So if you are interested in growing with someone who also prioritizes living her best life, join me in this open dialogue approach to exploring all the hard, beautiful, thought-provoking, funny, and everything in between moments in life, because here we keep it TC. All right, let's dive into this week's episode, shall we? All right, how to be friends with your ex, episode three. All right, so this is a near and dear topic to my heart because um, I'm a big believer in friendships, valuing them as much as romantic relationships. So, uh, so yeah, this is important for me to talk about. And it's something that I'm dealing with with the current situation. Um, you know, this is an open diary format. So a lot of the things I talk about are things that I discuss daily in my journals while I'm going through it. And then, you know, I kind of can come here, talk about it, chop it up with you guys. And especially if I've kind of figured out how to do this kind of stuff, then I can be like, okay, this this is work. This is not work. This is This is working. That's not working. Whatever. So it's almost like getting to work through a doctoral thesis together with life. Um, this, some of this stuff will apply to, you know, relationships or French exes where there's kids involved. Some of it may not. I don't know. Disclaimer, I don't have children and I don't believe on speaking on things that, you know, I know I, I haven't experienced myself in some way. But, you know, from what I've gathered, a lot of this will apply. So you guys are welcome. If you got kids to, you know, tune in and try to get something out of this. This is about genuine friendships too. This isn't about how to be friendly with the next, um, because, you know, you, you know, kind, you, sh you, you should not be kind. <laughs> okay. To people like, like, come on, come on. And this is for healthy relationships like if you had a good relationship with your ex not if it was abusive in any way whether it's physical emotional mental whatever yes they are you've got to see the beautiful sides of them as well yes we are all human and we are all flawed and um you know that's that's all great that you appreciate their great characteristics and their journey but I don't want to just like blanket this with like, oh, you should, you know, being friends with your ex, no matter what the relationship, no, some things are not good for you. Some things are actually toxic for you. Um, and for that person, it's not just about you, you know, if you were the one who was abused, it's not just about, you know, how they treated you. It's also about how their experience was and what your dynamic brings out of them. So, you know, we want to still be loving and kind to people and, and let them, you know, and love them from afar while they while they figure all that out and not subject either of you guys to the same trauma over and over again. And this is not for friends with benefits, relationships. Um, 
<laughs> like that's a whole other beast. I don't, you know, I can't really speak on that. I can't really speak on that. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't get it. There's, there's so many, um, there's so many men's out there. Why would you keep doing the same one? I don't know. And, uh, yeah, these are just purely platonic friendships. None of the other, none of the, uh, friends with benefits or, or any of that kind of stuff. All right. So we are starting off with a clean slate. And for the record, I know that you can be friends with your ex. Let's just start there. All right. I grew up with a model of it. Uh, my mentor growing up for years, she was best friends with a guy she dated in college and they were in their fifties and they, you know, for decades were friends. They were together almost daily. Like I didn't understand it as a child. I was like, why are you guys not married? And pretty much everybody who met them all the time was like, why aren't you guys uh, married? Like, what, like, what's, what's, what is this? What is this? And that's usually the question. What is this? So I got to see up close and personal, like how that dynamic works. Like she cherished him. He, you know, he, he cherished her. They were great friends. You know, he, anytime she moved to another state, he eventually a year or two later kind of moved as well there. He dated, uh, she dated people like, it, it, you know, it's, you know, people are like, oh, maybe someone had deep feelings, but no, they were actually, I could tell, I mean, you know, you never know what's really going on in people's minds, but let's not be cynical and, and suspicious of everybody. They were genuine friends and, you know, and, and I got to see how beautiful that can be, um, to have that type of friendships. And I also had, uh, I have two main exes, meaning like I was in two serious relationships, one in which I got married. These were all in my twenties. Well, starting at 17 and all through, you know, pretty much most of my twenties. Um, and you know, I was friends with both my ex-husband. I was friends with longer, um, so, and, you know, we had kind of like a Jerry Seinfeld, Elaine Bennis type of relationship. Eventually, I'm going to show you how we got there, though. Um, but, yeah, so I got to also see that, oh, you actually can be friends, like, genuinely, like, like no one's trying to. It takes time, but I'm, I'm going to show you how to do it. Like, it, it, you, it can happen, but here's what you know. Okay, I'm going to show you right now. <laughs> here's what you need. You need the right person to do it with, and you need the right foundation. So if you're thinking about being friends with somebody, these are the two things you need. And by the way, this shouldn't be something that you got to kind of talk yourself into. So if you're watching this, like, oh, I should probably try to be like, no, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Like, like, you know, don't don't try to like, you know, just just stop. So like I said, you need the right person, the right foundation. And when it comes to the right person, I mean that this ex and you have to be on the same page mentally. Like you guys have to both have this um, idea, belief or whatever that you can do better. And it's no shade to your ex or whatever. You guys can have a mutual respect for each other and admiration like each other as people, but for yourself, like you can do better. Like you can find someone more compatible with you. You can find someone more suitable with you for, you know, for you. Um, yeah. So that's, so first you have to kind of have that because, a real friendship could only exist between two equals. So if, you know, if one of you guys are kind of uh, <laughs> like faking the funk or whatever, like if you're the dumper and you're kind of trying to be friends because you want to be nice and you think, well, you know, they're a nice person or it's out of pity 
or something like that, or you want to keep your options open. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You know, my mom, my biological mother, she gave me uh, about three pieces of advice in life. And one of them, you know, was never lead a man on. Like, I mean, she was in abusive relationships, so she was coming for, like, she's seen the worst of, and she was a very beautiful woman. She was Miss Belize, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, she learned the hard way, like, you, like, don't mess with people's emotions if you're, if you're not 100%, like, on the same page or whatever, don't do that because, you know, people will snap out there on you. But I digress. That's another thing. So, you know, you have to be coming from a pure place. If you're the dumpy or whatever, you can't be trying to be friends with the hopes of trying to get that person back. Um, that's manipulative, number one, and friends don't manipulate each other. And, you know, you don't, and, or to try to prove to them that, you know, you're worthy or they made a mistake, like that spite. <laughs> Why are you trying to go into a relationship spiting the person or, you know, or try to, you know, or making them a God or something that you got to prove yourself to just work on, just work on your self-esteem. If that's the case, like that's, that's, that's not the move, you, you know, real friendships should, you should actually, like I said, both be on the same page equals, and this is not a forced thing. Like if you got to force it, it's just, just if, you know, don't do it like that's that's for family like if you got to force a relationship or <laughs> or being nice or being around people like that's not what friends are for okay you re you reserve that energy for family now when it comes to the foundation um this is where the length of time that you guys were actually in a relationship together matters like you know if if you were in like a short situation, if it's kind of shallow, like there's no reason to keep to keep this going. <laughs> like, you know, if it's just because they're a nice person and or whatever, like just because you only have so much time and energy in life and you have to focus um, to get the things you want. So if you want a romantic partner, you're going to have to preserve your time and energy for finding somebody who's more suitable for you. You don't want to be, you know, uh, hanging out with this person, getting cock blocked <laughs> and all that, or just, you know, or whatever. But like, if it's a long relationship, like where you guys became basically family, like you have a deep care for this person and you guys, you know, get along really well or whatever, then, and it's a safe space for you. And that's, and it's very hard in this world to find safe spaces, safe relationships. Then it makes sense to, you know, to try to want to, you know, preserve a friendship out of it, not throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of a thing. In that situation, um, you're going to need time to heal, though. So you're also, for this foundation, you're also going to have to take time apart, you know, let yourself grieve the death of the dream of the relationship that you guys wanted. Um, you know, give yourself that time to heal and go through those grieving stages. With me and my ex-husband, um, it took some time. My mentor growing up, she would say like with breakups, give it a month for every year or whatever. I don't know. Um, you know, and then my mother figured, this, figured my surrogate mom, she would say like, you don't really need to give it that much time. <laughs> She's like, just take your lessons and keep it moving. Um, <laughs> and I'm usually pretty good because I, I grieve good. I grieve, you know, like I like I like go in. I like go in, like I embrace it. Like I don't like run from it. I, I be trying to force myself. I'm just sitting there trying to cry sometimes. Like, oh, it feels so good to get it out. Um, 
Yeah, and one of the things my biological mom would say about me, she, you know, because I move on quicker, and I don't know if it's because, as Sophia from Golden Girl says, she was like, I'll say it once, I'll say it again, so let's just heal quicker. <laughs> or, you know, my mom, she would say, uh, well, this is the only, the only compliment I ever got from my biological mother. And this was uh, me in my 30s. It was the only compliment. And she was like, well... Well, when it comes to you, one monkey don't stop no show. <laughs> so, so I know, you know, so however long it takes for you to grieve or whatever, but so, you know, going through a divorce, so we went through a pretty good divorce by divorce standards. Um, you know, we were like, afterwards, we were like, oh man, if I had to go through this with anybody, I'm glad it's you. But, you know, there, there are stages like, you know, first year, there, you know, the grieving stages, anger, denial, all of that. Like we, been, we went through all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it comes out in passive aggressive ways. You know, if you try to still hang around each other a little longer, things like that. And at one point when we kind of were working towards the end of the grieving stages, um, I had found out that he had bought a property in my community and like, I just like, it's just like, I just happened to find out. And I'm like, how come you didn't tell me that? Like, it's like in my community, like not like my neighborhood, my city, <laughs> like in my actual, you know, gated whatever community. And um, he's just, I don't know. I'm like, dude, like if you were at a grocery store and you found out the person in front of you lived in that, you'd be like, oh, I just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and we're supposed to be friends. Like, like, what is this? Like, um, and so that I think allowed him to kind of re like reevaluate, like, Hey, am I really seeing her? You know, am I ready to like really see her as a friend friend? Cause we, you know, we were, we were talking, but it was still wasn't like completely there yet. And then for me, um, I had started dating like right away, pretty much. I don't know how he did it, <laughs> but, um, and then I took a break after like, I had like first started, but you know, he started dating and, you know, we were, we were cool. We were friends or whatever. And when, but when he first started dating, I was like, huh, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, but then, you know, I just, you just keep it to yourself. You're like, whatever. And then when this girl broke his heart, I was like, oh, you don't get to do that to this guy. And that's when I knew that I like genuinely cared about him as a person. That's when I was like, okay, I, we, we actually can be friends. I actually do like this person and da, da, da. And it, you know, and then uh, I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning when it comes to sex and all that kind of stuff. Like the two, like the long relationships I was in, I was able to know that there was nothing there, like, because I would sleep with the person again, like right after we broke up and it would be like the worst sex in my entire life. Well, there's a couple others <laughs> that could get honorable mentions in life with that. But that's how I kind of knew, like, the, the sexual part for me was, like, gone or whatever. It's just, like, you know, it, I, I needed to have a cer certain type of connection, you know, with them to enjoy it. So once you're able to see each other platonically, you, you know, you know, okay, yeah, this is someone I want to be actually, you know, just friends with. Um, then you have to make sure that you have actual common interests. Like, it can't just be... Um, you know, familiarity or reminiscing about the past or just, you know, same values or whatever, mutual respect, whatever. Like you have to actually have things you want to do together or that you guys both do together and things that you talk about. Like, you know, this is where you're going to, you might get a little splash of cold water in your face. Like, man, we wasn't even really friends. 
<laughs> like, you know, with me and my ex, we had, um, you know, things that we could talk about, whether we were both into sports. So we could, you know, we, we had that reason to stay in touch. Um, you know, we both were into, you know, investing, real estate, things like that, you know, having mutual properties in, in similar areas. So we had that to talk about. Um, we had similar senses of humor. So we, we can keep chopping it up, sending each other texts, whatever, like for things we found funny, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And, you know, so it, it made sense. I mean, this is this is like what you do with friends. <laughs> Like think of all your same sex same sex friends or whatever. Like you know, some of my friends were good because we both, um, you know, like self growth and things like that, and we'll share with each other certain spiritual teachers. Or we both like to you know party together. Um, usually it's both. I can't just have party and you know I you know I gotta have like some a little bit more than one thing going for them. Usually as a friend, um, we could do that. We can uh. You know, we both we like we travel together. We enjoy that. Um, usually, I have better time with senses of humor with my guy friends than my girlfriends. Um, but you know, it's also nice to talk to my girlfriends about uh, you know, Real Housewives or something, <laughs> some stupid or some some TLC show that uh, for whatever reason, I don't, you know, they they will just put anything on TV. Like I think I think someone said once that. Um, it's like they, TLC acts like they can't turn down an idea. <laughs> it's like babies with eight toes. How do they survive? You know, it's just, it's weird. But anyway, so, you know, we, we have things. So it's the same with your ex. Like, what do you have in common? You know, it, it should, you know, it should be like unique stuff or whatever. Oh, and back to when, and when it comes to the length of the time, by the way, like sometimes there are reasons to, uh, stay friends with an ex after a short period of time. If it was a short relationship, you could have a super rare interest um, in common or whatever that it's just like, man, I can't find anybody else that's into albino uh, <laughs> versions of Harry Potter or something like that. Like it's, I don't know, just what I like, like that could be a reason you guys like business deals. You could be like, Oh, well, you know, you, you might, it might have just ended up being kind of a networking situation for you kids Kids could be a reason, even if it was a short thing as to why you want to, you know, keep a friendship going, stuff like that. So there are ex some exceptions. I forgot to mention that to um, the length thing. Um, but for the, for the most part, usually, you know, you want it to be um, a relationship that has some depth to it, has some length, you know, feels like family, feels like safe place or whatever for you to keep it going. Otherwise, if you don't have that length and if you don't have the shared common and shared interests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just, just keep it moving. <laughs> just, just wish them well, love them from afar, take your lessons and just, you know, just keep it moving. Like you, this isn't about being friends with everybody. Okay. You don't have to be friends with everybody that, that, that was nice to you. So now that you're on the same page mentally and you have, you know, these common interests or whatever, you're, you're basically set to be in a platonic friendship with your ex. <laughs> However, this is unless and until they get a new partner. And for that, you're going to need two more things. <laughs> okay, you're going to need for your ex to be somebody who 
is strong and independent enough to have picked someone who can be secure with your friendship. And you guys are both going to need to uh, behave in ways that make that person, um, you know, feel comfortable with your friendship or what, you know, um, you can't have secretive natures. Uh, that ain't, that ain't going to work. That's not going to be good for anybody. And you guys both have to, you know, respect the boundaries of this new dynamic now with this other person. Cause they might want them to, um, just perform roles that before your ex was able to, you know, kind of do with anybody in the world or whatever. Now they might want them to just be exclusively to them or to someone of the same sex or whatever, you know, we, we know, or someone who wasn't their ex, um, you know, it can get tricky. So for instance, like when me and my ex-husband, when we would get into a relationship with someone, um, we just wouldn't talk about the relationship with, with each other. Like I wouldn't, or like he wouldn't talk to me about his situation with that person. I wouldn't talk to him about my situation with my new person or whatever. Um, because that's a certain amount of intimacy, you know, and emotional support that, that your partner will most likely not feel comfortable with you having with an ex or whatever. Uh, so, and you, you know, at least, at least you got to know yourself. Some might be okay with it. I know I wouldn't want, you know, my guy's ex-girlfriend calling him up, you know, talking to her, talking to him about her boyfriend and their problems or whatever. Like, I know I'd be like, eh, <laughs> like, you know, you gotta, you, you, you want to respect the, just the dynamics, whatever the boundaries are. Um, the person should feel really comfortable with this person. It should be like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to go meet up for drinks or whatever you want to come. That I shouldn't be like, oh, I'm just, they shouldn't, you know, you, you're the, the new partner shouldn't feel excluded or left out of this friendship. Um, you know, it should be, like I said, everything should be open, out in the air, no secret stuff, and just the boundaries. Respect it. But, you know, this is, this is really hard to do. And this is where it could be uh, really sad because a lot of relationships – and friendships, you know, especially when they're with exes, are not don't survive the new relationship phase. Um, I know that they've they've harmed my relationships with some exes. There's a lot of insecurities around, and the more um, people you have involved, the more emotions, the more personalities. Hard to harmonize all of that. Like you know, the like the more people, when it's just two, a little easier. Three, four, you know, it's hard, it's hard to get everybody on the same page. So, you know, it may not, you know, if it works, great. If you, if you get someone with that, great. That's able to make that work. But if not, you know, don't worry too much about it. It's completely normal. And like everything else in life, you know, it's, it doesn't last forever. Nothing lasts forever. So our job is just to cherish the time that we have, you know, with whatever experience. Um, but if you do have a friendship that is good for you, that nourishes your soul, do not, you know, hesitate to put in that work and really try to nurture that relationship and that friendship, no matter if it started with somebody you were with romantically or what. Like, life is short. You never know who's going to be there at your sick, sick bed. And good friends are really hard to find. So good luck if this is something that you want to do or you're trying to do or whatever is to, you know, figure out how to transition a relationship and redefine it. 
and I wish you the best. All right, that wraps up this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, subscribe, rate and review and join me next week so that we can continue exploring the beautiful messiness of life together. And until that time, sexy people, remember to approach each day with gratitude, show up, show out, and above all else, keep it TC.